Welcome to Beginner's Guide to One Piece, Episode 5. I'm your host, Golios. With me, Barker, Bones, and Eisenhoft. We watched the fifth episode of the live-action adaptation of One Piece. And Barker, who is a beginner to the series, will answer questions and be our guide. Let's start with your impressions of the show. Well, let's see. Um, I watched this one a few weeks ago, so I'm trying to drag it. My memory's up. Uh, so I think at the end of the previous episode, the commander of the Marines was trying to run down Luffy's ship and Luffy looked through the spyglass and saw him and said, grandpa. And everybody's like, grandpa. And so we pick up there in episode five, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, they're firing at uh, Luffy's ship. And um, Luffy does some trick he didn't even know he could do, where he, like, stretches himself out and inflates his stomach, and the, the cannonball comes and hits him in the stomach, and he sort of absorbs it and then shoots it back out. And it it uh, destroys the mast of the marine ship so that they can't chase. Uh, and then Luffy's ship slips into a big fog bank and uh, gets away. Um, and then they've got to go... Well, Luffy says he's hungry. And he can smell something in the fog. So he's following his nose and they find this big floating restaurant kind of a wharf with a ship in the middle it's like it got a fish big fish worked into it or something and it's like a restaurant and so they go in there and uh they order a whole bunch of food uh and drinks and they are let's see they're attended to by sanjay i believe his name is who is a cook in the restaurant and he's a great cook. He's like a five-star Michelin chef kind of cook, but the guy who runs the restaurant doesn't have any respect for his cooking abilities uh, and just wants him to stick to the more simple menu. And so he's very, Sanjay's very frustrated there because he wants to be this great chef. And so he serves them turns out luffy doesn't really intend to pay any money for all the food he's eaten that uh he says oh well when i'm king of the pirates i'm going to come back and pay you with interest and the cook the guy who runs the restaurant is not impressed by that idea and uh puts luffy to work washing dishes in the kitchen and says you know like it's going to take you like a year to pay this off of washing dishes or something like that and that's where he <clears throat> spends some time talking to Sanjay and finds out Sanjay has this dream of being this incredible chef and getting to work, I forget where, um, some special place that he wants to cook at. And, uh, you know, we know Luffy has nothing but respect for somebody's dream. If somebody says, I have a dream, Luffy's like, oh, yeah, I relate to that. You got to go follow your dream, dude. Um, he's a real sucker for people having a dream. Um, 
So then, meanwhile, <clears throat> what else? The um, we get introduced to this other character, this warlord character, whose name I completely forget. Um, but he's cool. He's got a really long sword, and he's got like a sort of a um, mustache, kind of like that character in V for Vendetta. Um, and uh, he's a real badass. And we see him like taking out pirates and blowing their ships in half and just just being incredibly powerful. And he gets a call on one of those little fish phones or whatever it is, uh, snail snail mails or whatever, um, <clears throat> from the, the Marine commander who says, uh, hey, I've got a, a job for you. I need you to go catch this Luffy guy. And he's like, well, that doesn't sound very interesting, but okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then Zoro finds out that this warlord is is there, and he's like, "Oh yes, I am absolutely going to fight this guy. Uh, this is my dream. I'm going to best this guy, and then I will be the greatest swordsman in the world." And so what he faces off against the the warlord um and the warlord is just too good it's crazy and he's so cocky too like he you know uh, zoro pulls his swords and he's like all ready to fight and the the other guy the warlord just pulls out this little bitty sword it's like an inch long it's just a dagger it's like how insulting but he's so good that he actually stabs, he fights Zoro with Zoro's full-length blades and defeats him and stabs him in the shoulder. And uh, and Zoro refuses to give up. And so then they have a big fight, and uh, the warlord just lays Zoro open right down the middle of his chest. Bad, bad wound. Um, doesn't kill him, though. And says, uh, hey, I respect this. You know, you're you're good. Get better. Come find me. Let's do this again, basically. Um, so he leaves Zoro alive, which is a terrible insult, I guess. But, you know, gives Zoro another chance to recover and maybe fight again. And um, that's all I remember. I don't remember how how it ends. Uh, but yeah, that's what I remember. I enjoyed it. Ah, so now, uh, we get to the point of introducing another, uh, potential member of the crew. Uh, I was, again, I can't, uh, stress it enough, uh, how impressed I am. Uh, yes, there are several changes, several big, big, big changes, uh, than you know, what we remember so fondly. Uh, but it works for the format that we are in. Uh, and we, of course, have been introduced to um, one of the warlords, uh, to Mihawk. Uh, and I think that they did an excellent job of portraying uh, the power of Mihawk, which is unlike anything that uh, we have yet seen. So, yeah, 
the way that uh, they yeah, portrayed uh, the power of a sword uh, and its ability to exact damage, not just upon the point of impact, yeah, but uh, how uh, the damage can be uh, sent further away. Uh, yeah, I thought that uh, they did a very good job with that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. And once again, I felt myself eager to move on, but I did not. So, yeah, looking forward to the next episode. Uh, and I also, by the way, enjoyed the way that uh, they introduced uh, the concept of what the warlords are. I like the way that um, Mihawk's wanted poster appeared and floated towards the screen, and but before we could actually see um, the amount, uh, it shows that it was canceled, uh, which I thought was cinematically a good way to tell that story. Well, it was exciting to see them approach the restaurant shaped like a giant fish. Memories came flooding back to me of that restaurant and the cook. I thought he looked great. Uh, I'm and really enjoying the live action costumes and hair and everything that they have converted from the anime. Looks wonderful. And then we are introduced to our beloved Sanji. And I was excited to see him fight with his feet, with his legs. That was great. Very good. And now we have a questions for El Barker. Tell us about Sanji. Uh, yeah, Sanji is a cook and um, a good fighter too. But um, but he wants to be a great chef. He wants to be an amazing cook, and uh, he cooks very very fancy dinners. Um, very fancy meals that uh, are not appreciated by his boss in the restaurant that he works in. Um, but being an awesome cook is his dream. And I forget, he's going, he's got to go somewhere. There's some fans, fantasy wor restaurant somewhere. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, you know, it was his big dream to go cook at this particular place. Tell us about Mihawk. Who the heck is Mihawk? 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 Give me a hint. I'm not remembering who that is. Uh, Mihawk. Uh, I'm, okay, is that the Warlord? Okay. All right. I couldn't remember his name. So, yeah, he's awesome. He's got like a big broad hat and he's got one of those twirly mustaches like uh, in V for Vendetta and he's got a shirt all the way up and down and uh, he's got a gigantic sword. It's more like a crucifix than a sword with a 
with a big pointed end on it. And uh, he is incredible. I mean, he, he's the kind of guy who'll just look at something and it'll blow up. Um, he's that cool. Um, and uh, he's an awesome, awesome sword fighter. Um, seems pretty much unbeatable at this point. Uh, Zoro fought him and did not do well at all. And I thought Zoro would do better than that. But I guess this guy is top of the tops. Tell us about Zoro. Well, he's got, you know, that goal of his. He wants to be the world's greatest swordsman. So he's very excited when he heard that uh, Mihawk was uh, coming. Uh, to try to get Luffy, and he was certain that he would be able to um, win the title of world's greatest swordsman. That he would fight this guy, and uh, and everybody was telling him, no, 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 you should not fight this guy. You're you're not going to do well. But he didn't believe it, and and he didn't care. He was like, you know, if I've got to either you know be the world's greatest swordsman or basically dry, die trying. Um, Nothing else matters to him. So uh, so he fought Mihawk and got his butt handed to him. Really nasty wound. So uh, hopefully he heals very well because he's going to need some recuperation after that fight. Aha, very good indeed. And so this will conclude, indeed, our Impressions and Guide on Episode 5. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Beginner's Guide to One Piece. Yar.